Liz is Le Derpina. What? Le Derpina. What? It, that's from that thing on the internet, right? Uh huh. Did you? Sh- I think you showed it to me. Yeah, I've sent you like hundreds of rage comics over the past two. But weeks. it's like, wait. First of all, why am I that? Why are you Le Derpina? Yeah. Holy shit, uh, listeners. Please, please, please like write offensive. a long post about Liz being led Derpina <laughs> on Medium or some such uh, thing like that and send it to her. Her email address is L-I-Z-Z-O-F-R-A-N-Z-A-C-K at mail.eu. It's a European <laughs> Union's mailing thing. No, you're, 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 you're Le Derpina... Uh, Young like- Chomsky is like a sir, and I am like a boss. What is this? I don't know what this means. This is some like Reddit thing, isn't it? Uh, come on. Do I look like a guy who uses Reddit? Do I look like a guy who listens to podcasts or a guy who makes podcasts? Baby? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah, I do want you to fucking answer that. I think you know about it from Reddit. I don't know about it from Reddit. And and our listeners who are in the great Liz vs. Brace schism, which has been building... <laughs> Over the past eight months, most listeners have already taken my side. And I don't think you can really That's not a surprise. alienate any of the other ones. The two genders. The two, yeah. Brace and Brace's fans. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Young Chomsky, can you play right here the Lederpina song? I want to be pretty. I want to be loved. I want to be, be happy. happy. Not from above. above. Don't I want to be lonely, don't want to be homely, don't want to see my dreams come free. I just want a boyfriend, a dirt of my own, the way my life won't end, forever alone. I feel like this is mean, Brace. Nothing I won't do, because you will make my dreams come true. We'll walk together and talk together, be locked together in every way. Uh, yeah, well, this is just a real, she's doing IRL Derpina. You are the original Derpina who is not, not like this. What does that mean? Uh, that means you're real thin, beloved by millions on the internet. And I make references to you constantly when I'm talking to girls at bars. (laughs) Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I am, I am the guy that's leaning over his bowl of cereal with an open mouth and the spoon sort of hovering, poised in my hand as I make a trenchant and insightful point. <laughs> or ask a question in just total exasperation. Young Chomsky, of course, is troll face. Uh, problem? Yeah, a problem? Uh, he, yeah. Or, or sometimes I feel like he's the guy going troll low 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 <laughs> with the, with the, uh, the, the round mouth and the string of, of letters emerging from it. I don't... This is like a whole internet thing I don't I don't understand. See, this is where I think you're being uh, an asshole. My? Because th- you know how much this stuff means to me. <laughs> and you know, like... It's like... It's if, like if I came over and I was like, yeah, makeup is fucking stupid. You would get all pissed at me. Because that's something you do every day. <laughs> And something I do every day is, is listen I, to this song. I draw comics. Oh, uh, yeah, cool, great way to have to reveal this to you. <laughs> like this thing I work on every day, every day at my house, and like I, I think I can have a future on. I don't need to do po- cooking podcast anymore. And you're just like Brace. That's uh, cringe and <laughs> blue pilled. And I'm like, I do say that it's actually um, cool and. Uh, moderately red pilled, <laughs> and now you're like you don't even trust me on that. And then like I even try to like work you into my world, and I call you Derpina, and you're like that's stupid. <laughs> it's like look, I'm almost making myself actually cry. I know. I, know, I, was <laughs> I know. I've been making eye contact with you know I can. this whole time. Yeah, all girls can. Are you kidding me? It took me. <laughs> I've, have I done the like puppy dog face for you? You're, I, I will say you naturally do have kind no. of a puppy dog face. Do it. Holy shit. Wait, check this out. Do it to him. Look at that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't like... Don't... I mean... No, I'm so sorry. 
Derpina sucks and is uh, lame. You're, this is, oh my God. Okay, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, they should kill you. No! My dear maiden of the podcasting seas, uh, we should introduce ourselves, huh? We tend to do that. All right. My name is... Uh, you go first. I can't think of mine. Uh, my name is Liz. My name is Brace. <laughs> we're joined by Young Chomsky on the ones and twos. Yeah, we're just straight shooting. No jokes today. Uh-huh. Uh, but we... Well, so a lot of times when I tell... Um, like people, you know, I go to the gentleman's club, not a strip club, an actual club for single men who sit around and uh, smoke cigarettes together. Mm, and a salon. Cigars. A salon. Yeah, well, that actually sounds not as cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's it's a men's club. And I go there and I'm like, they're like, oh, well, I'm an investment banker. Like, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I'm the chief of the army. And I'm like, well, I'm a podcaster. And they're like podcasting how can you change the world if you just podcast Mm, many are saying this yeah but here's the thing sometimes even a little podcast can make a big change in the world well sometimes a little podcast can turn on a light Mm -hmm. and that light can turn on another light Mm -hmm. it's a chain light and then that light the second light that has Uh been turned on from the first light Uh then turns on more lights Mm -hmm. And they shine bright. Like a diamond. And like a diamond. Yeah. So you just copied what I said. No, I was echoing. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're doing echoes. Shine bright like a diamond. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's like basically what Pete said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. But I got to finish my porn or else people think I just said something weird and that wasn't connected to anything. Oh, okay. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just kidding. Leslie Wexner's dead. He's not. No, he's not. I didn't finish reading the article. <laughs> um, no, Leslie Wexner, who, listeners, remember last week we talked about him extensively. We mm-hmm. were discussing Victoria's Secret. And turns out we recorded that just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. Because Leslie Wexner is stepping down from Victoria's Secret. Yeah, he was like, brah, I can't do this anymore. It was a bra moment. Yeah, a bra, it was a bra moment. <laughs> oh, I how got are you it. gonna say it wrong? Oh, I got that's, it. that's not even how it. Go- you didn't even say bra moment. You yes, said bro moment. No, I didn't. Okay, now we're gaslighting again. <laughs> I didn't get bra moment though. That's funny. I, hey, uh, YC, if she did say bra, can you change it? Yeah. All right, cool. I don't want to be wrong. I said bra moment. It was a bra moment. Anyways, let's let's let's. I'm sorry. I'm setting the timer because I forgot to. Uh, But you keep talking. I'm looking at my phone. Well, uh, no. So we talked about Leslie Wexner last week. Uh Uh-huh. We were discussing uh, a couple of the bombshell reports that came out about Victoria's Secret. And Mm -hmm. in general, the sort of like disgusting disgusting political economy of the modeling world. So it turns out that Leslie Wexner was so moved by our broadcast... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that he has decided to step down as chairman and L Brands, which is the conglomerate that owns Vicky Seeks, uh, is selling a um, 55% stake in Victoria's Secret yeah. to something called Sycamore Brands. Yeah, Sick Amore. Sick Amore. Sick Not the best name. That means like ill-loved <laughs> in French. <laughs> no, but so yeah, they will no longer be... L Brands will no longer be the majority stakeholder. No. Shareholder. Sick Brands will. They paid $525 million to purchase this motley assortment of bras, uh, vagina bras, panties, and uh, midsection bras, which are sort of like garter belts that women wear. <laughs> They're all variations of bra. Uh, yeah, and which is, a, I don't know, for some reason I thought it would be less money than that, but I guess people are still buying Victoria's Secret. It's worth a lot of money. 12% drop this in sales in ho- this holiday season. That, mm. we call, is the Trunon slump. 
right there. <laughs> we kneecapped that industry. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not surprising that, you know, the board would sort of maybe force some of this to happen. They did say something. They, here's a nice quote by one of them, though. Check this out. Les Wexner is a retail legend who has built incredible brands that are household names around the globe. His leadership through this transition exemplifies his commitment to further growth of Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret and driving overall shareholder value. Imagine that's mm. that's the uh, the lead independent board director. Uh, imagine being like this guy is so amazing. He's not only has time to be a pedophile, but he also can molest women allegedly. Uh, at the bra company he owns is like an 85 year old man and he also sells candles yeah and also that like him leaving is you know a move to expand the shareholder value which is what's <laughs> yeah. happening yeah oh yeah absolutely that's the thing is like none and no like all of these there were so many invest in, not independent like in-house investigations at all these firms that were connected to mm-hmm. epstein or epstein associates after uh uh, you know, pedophile 9-11. And that it, would be the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Uh, or really the arrest, no, arrest and death, whatever, that whole that whole thing that happened. Um, but, uh, like, none of them ever came up with anything. Like, no one at, like, Barclays was like, Jess Staley is uh, guilty. He's got to go. It's always like, no, you know, we investigated our guy, and guess what? He's innocent. Well, they aren't going to tell anyone anything. I mean, it's all in-house and internal. I, you know, I have a feeling they just don't happen. Yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I bet that they do, but also they purposefully do in such a cursory manner so as to not actually even find anything, even if they did. Yeah. But a lot of times those companies like pay a pretty penny for those kinds of like internal HR. I would love to do that. Situations just because they know how poorly it reflects to their shareholders that they aren't like attempting to even clean house. Yeah. But I mean, I will say that like good riddance, who care? Leslie Wexner, whatever. Mm -hmm. I hope he discovers a huge batch of fentanyl. (laughs) Okay. Well, that aside. Um, uh, you know, it's not like any of his riches are gone. It's not like any of no. his power is gone. It's not like they took away the town of New Albany and, to be honest, Columbus, which he also kind of owns, away from him. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, I always like, I don't know, I tend to repeat myself a lot and um, I will do so again right now, but that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so many, so many of these uh, moves are always just ways to shore up legitimacy for companies to continue nefarious practices. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, too. Well, first of all, yes. So some of these guys basically function as like the sin eaters for their various mm, companies. Exactly. Notice that Ed Razik isn't out. No, not yet. Uh, I know. I bet he's, the, that, the axe is probably falling on that guy pretty soon, too. But these are also kind of like interesting ways for these companies to not only get out somebody who's giving them negative attention, but to possibly boost their credibility mm. in the first place because Absolutely. Vicky seeks credibility was uh, you can't see my hand right now but it is it is a I'm doing the diagonal motion downward downward <laughs> yeah yeah I sometimes have trouble with that uh, and you know Victoria's Secret is has been has been going down in value for a while now uh, as titties have gotten too big for bras to handle <laughs> butt implants have really taken over etc I'm not really super familiar with the market forces at work here that is what I gather. <laughs> Uh, but like if they get someone like, you know, like Razik or like Wexner to step down, they can put sort of put this like sheen on it. I guarantee you that Victoria's Secret will be pivoting towards like a more woke model very mm, soon. Interesting. Because that was, I think that's probably one of the, from what I gather, I listened to in preparation for our model pot, our model episode, mm. I read a lot about trends and underwear industry uh you were doing a lot of research were you no i'm not you know i really was doing research and people will know me i am not a uh kumar no you aren't uh which you know, it feels a little stayed to use that word now anyways yeah, it does. uh i i it's past its prime i'm done uh but kumar's out you sound like ed razik right there uh <laughs> but and you know the, the the trends have been going towards like you know people with regular bodies or whatever like they're like you know all sizes all shapes yeah and like that is really if I was starting an underwear company that's how you make money because you just make underwear yeah. for anybody. there's a couple of companies that do that 
and are doing very well. Exactly. And so the, I, and the shit is just as cheap as Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And so I think that's probably what they're going to pivot towards. So they're going to be like, well, we got this guy out and now we're, look, uh, cool or whatever. You know, I don't care much for the whole, like, that whole phenomenon. What, underwear? No, of like, <laughs> of like real girl, like, yeah, you know, empowerment. I don't know. I like a good model. I, I well, you know me. I love models. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't act on that anymore because now all these guys ruined it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Leslie Wexner dead. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But also not. Hey, check out the, check out this. I got a little sound effect. Ching ching, <laughs> ching ching. Why, why does it sound like that? Ching ching. Just do, do it, it normal. Ching. You don't like you don't do it like I can't do re- mid register. I can only do high pitched or low pitch. Do it again. Ching ching. No. <laughs> does it sound right? I think it sounds good. We'll no, nope, no, don't fix it in post. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not. I know what money. When was the last time you worked a fucking cash register, Liz? It's been a minute. Yeah, for me, it's been a minute too. Two years, minutes. <laughs> From florist. No, actually, I guess it was last year I worked a cash when? register. I work at the flower shop still sometimes. Oh, nice. I'm supposed to work this Valentine's Day, but went to Reno instead mm. uh, to ostensibly canvas for Bernie, but really to make three hundred dollars gambling. <laughs> uh, I saw that you walked away with some. Some money. Yeah, I did. I don't want to talk about it on here. I feel gauche, but I made eight thousand dollars <laughs> uh, playing slots. No. So, uh, Matt. So let's 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 talk banks, my little pretty. Well, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk banks to me. This is your purview. I mean, I like that you're getting more into it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm your, I'm your. I'm your uh, student. So a couple weeks ago, there were some very strange stories that came out. Um, in particular, one in the Miami uh, Miami Herald, but also I believe in the New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, basically looking at a bunch of the financial transactions that were occurring with what looked to be Epstein's companies. And remember, astute listeners of the podcast, you'll remember we've sort of talked about how Epstein had a bunch of, uh, let's call them shell companies, mm-hmm. registered in the Virgin Islands. That it, Some of this was connected to what disclosures that came out with the Paradise Papers uh-huh. as well. But that basically, like, post-mortem, <laughs> that some funny transactions were happening with Epstein's estate and his companies. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's, I mean... It's very confused, uh, confusing about who is executing these transactions. Yes. Is someone alive? Well, it could be. Okay. His brother has some, some I know. Stuff I'm to do just kidding, guys. Well. Don't get mad at me. I'm not going to be too crazy. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, but don't, don't get ahead of yourself here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's got, he's got a shit ton of shell companies. I mean, the guy had basically, a, like... I don't know the exact list, but he was he he started a lot of corporations. I mean, from ones that controlled his property, mm-hmm. uh, every uh, pretty much every property he had was controlled by a different corporation. Yes, and we should say that this is like not unique to Epstein. I mean, this no. is like standard practice. Yeah, especially a lot of freelancers out there. I see you. You might, you know, a lot of people form companies. Oh, wait, we can finally talk shit on freelancers? No. (laughs) But a lot of people form companies in order to, you know, get around some tax loopholes, et cetera, et cetera. But it's even, you know, a bigger requirement if you're making serious money like Epstein. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's all these people. I mean, and the thing is about the Virgin Islands, and actually, I feel like every island has this. There are a lot of tax loopholes there. Mm. In fact, I think their tax system was modeled after Puerto Rico's, which is very kind yes. to people starting shell corporations. They're, there. you know, they're not the United States 
of America. Mm-hmm. Now, please don't do that. It's really cringe. It's United Snakes of America. <laughs> That's the dialectic. United Snakes of America. I do like when you say that. Uh-huh. I ran into Joe Biafra in a gay bar bathroom a couple weeks ago. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, what bar? Uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like it was that at bar. The Noir City Film Festival. Yeah, that's a good bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old timey. I know a girl that works there. Mm. Anyway, so, um, no, all, you know, America loves having its uh, basically one foot in all of its. Uh, all of its little islands mm-hmm. that act as tax, tax shelters. Yes. And that's basically their only purpose for the United States. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the thing is, Virgin Islands, too, it's not like Epstein was just like, you know, a lot of these islands, people set up a shell company, never even visit the islands, right? Like a lot of those British tax shelters. Right. It's just like, it's not like, you know, the city of London bankers. Are like not. A, I mean, there. yeah, Cayman is more of even just like where you go on vacation, Regardless yeah. of what, like, not people that have came in accounts, even. You yeah, know what I mean? is it like a vacation spot? Yeah, it's like very fancy. Yeah. Okay, I well, I can, I, the islands tend to be. Yeah, uh, but it's. Uh, I mean, Epstein lived there, right? Mm. And he was very involved, let's say, with a large portions of the the Virgin Islands government. So this is actually from the New York Times piece. Uh, Around the time the territory granted Epstein his banking license, it also gave a lucrative, that's a French word that means very good, tax break to Southern Trust, a company Epstein said was developing sophisticated algorithms to mine DNA in financial databases. Mm. The tax break came from the territory's Economic Development Authority, which was approved by the territory's former governor, Jean Dijon Jr., while his wife, Cecil, worked for Epstein. Neither Cecil DeJong or nor her husband returned messages seeking comment. It's probably Cecile. Th- it's Cecile? Yeah. It's Cecil. <laughs> it's Cecil. It's the uh it's a Virginian um islands name. <laughs> uh anyway, Southern Trust yes. uh generated three hundred mil profits in over in, in just about six years. Uh but when Epstein died, didn't have a ton of money in it. Just had six hundred ninety seven ninety three thousand one hundred and fifty seven in assets. Yes, but then uh-huh. mid December. Okay. The estate transferred fifteen point five million to Southern Country. That's big baller money. And then Southern Country sent back two point six million. Which is also very strange. So where's the rest of the money? Well, they so no none of the documents that they filed like give any reason for why those transfers happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but Southern Country received in total twelve point nine million minus what Southern Country sent back to the estate. Yeah, so it's like when you accidentally send like give your friend like a twenty, and you're like, oh, what McDonald's was only eight. Yeah, and, and you get like, changed. Here's twelve dollars back. It's just very weird because it's like who? Okay, who is sitting on the computer like doing these bank transfers? Well, who's he, calling this in? I mean, presumably one of his many good friends high up in the banking world. Well, <laughs> you know who's a close friend associated oh. with the story? James Staley. Yes, and James Staley, he's a little bit. Uh, he's having a rough week himself. Yeah, I so James Staley, we've mentioned him before. Yeah, one of Liz's ex-boyfriends. <laughs> it's a very handsome name, I'll give him that. James Staley is a handsome name? Yeah, I like it. Are you fucking talking about it? He sounds like he's like a guy in like a 90s iteration of Kiss. I like the name James, it's nice. <laughs> James? I don't know. It's like a fine name, but you think James Staley is a handsome... I do not understand women. First of all, they're like, Brace, your nose is too big and you're ugly. And then they think other guys with noses that are big are good looking. Oh my god! I don't understand it. Okay, James Staley. So he is the head, American head of Barclays. That would be like the, one of the basically biggest bank in the UK. Okay. Um, and he has had pretty much a long-standing relationship with Jeffrey. Yes. Uh, to the point where he visited him while Jeffrey was in his quote-unquote prison mm-hmm. situation uh, in in Florida. He was in the Floridian stockade. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he visited a, He had a bunch of really weird visitors then. But yeah, I think he visited him multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Staley is not... 
let's say they're doing a Wexner on him, right? Is that, is that what you think is happening? Well, what the, well, so what they did is they did a internal investigation at Barclays to investigate his, what he calls, strictly professional relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. It's a relationship so professional, you have to go to Palm Beach, Florida, and visit him in jail while he's in there for molesting children. Mm. That's I do that for all my homies. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, they, of course, the Barclays investigators, those seasoned uh, gumshoes out there, they cleared him. Yes. They're like, the guy that pays all our money is not a pedophile. But uh, unfortunately, the Brits, you know how much they hate pedophilia in Britain. (laughs) So Barclays is doing an investigation basically into the relationship between Staley and Epstein, like you mentioned. Uh But there's also basically now UK regulators are involved. Uh Uh, The Financial Conduct Authority, which is... That's a very quaint name. But uh, they're basically looking into if anything untoward was happening between Epstein and Staley. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty, I mean, from our advantage, it seems absolutely there was. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned he visited him in jail. He also went to the island. Yeah, he also is named, like, as a point of contact in almost all of the shell companies that he incorporated mm-hmm. yeah yeah southern country he was like he he wrote a glowing recommendation too on their uh on their application and you don't just do that i don't know i mean it seems like a a, a relationship much closer than the average professional one yeah but that's what it seems like with basically all of epstein's relationships <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that's the thing is he mixed business with pleasure with like no one else and you gotta wonder like I, it's just it's it's to me it's just it's so absurd because it, it reminds me a lot of the weinstein stuff where like everybody knew jeffrey epstein was a child molester there are a lot of other rich like these people are already rich right like staley doesn't need to be like he doesn't need Epstein's business. He has more money than he could ever spend in his life. So why is he going to have lunch with them on his island? Mm-hmm. Why is he going to the jail cell? Well, Staley insists that he hasn't he'd had no further contact with Epstein post twenty fifteen. And oh, he, post twenty fifteen. And well, it's important you say that because he joined Barclays in December twenty fifteen. So he's like, dude, I've changed my shit around. Like, I can't be fucking <laughs> well, around with you anymore. But no, importantly, that while he was at Barclays, he didn't have any contact with. So him. the Barclays can't investigate him. Exactly. So the thing is, is that Barclays, like you said, they did an internal investigation. They have completely cleared him. Mm-hmm. They completely cleared Staley, and they said, no, actually, he's been very transparent with us, and we believe them. Case closed. But now the regulators in the UK, uh, two regulatory authorities, have joined forces to basically challenge Barclays on their investigation. They're like, listen, I know a pedophile when I see one, (laughs) and you, my good sir, you are a pedophile, (laughs) allegedly. Right. <laughs> that's what they're saying? Uh, I think, yes, that's a quote. Yeah, he also, just, this is not, this is not Staley's first run-in with the, uh, let's say, authorities in the city of London. So the city of London is different than just the city of London. Mm. The city of London is like a giant, it's, or excuse me, it's a small little enclave within the city of London. The city of London is within the city of London, and the city of London has, it's basically just like rich people's, like, city. It's like the city for only rich people, and it's like, I think it has, like, way more lax, like, laws in terms of banking and trade and stuff Mm. like that than the city of London. Mm. So, do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, yes. Isn't that weird? That'd be like if there was a city of San Francisco that was just like, uh, you can do virtual reality here that's actually what you call the facebook campus that's in a different city than San Francisco. you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying uh i don't like that they call them campuses yeah i think it's weird yeah and you know what you should call it uh fucking workplace. office yeah <laughs> that there you go uh yeah so he actually he's gotten in trouble before because he unmasked a whistleblower not once but twice and uh that's generally frowned upon well actually it's not frowned upon whatsoever but it's technically against the law yeah and he got in some trouble for it 
Anyways, the Banks board uh, is so is so ashamed of Staley's close relationship with Epstein, and you know they obviously are not falling for his clear and transparent alleged lies on this. That they've unanimously recommended him to be reelected uh, at the next shareholder meeting. Oh, perfect! Yeah, because they're like, if we have him, if he, you know, if he occupies the most important spot at our bank, that means we have him right where we want him. No. And that means we don't co-sign his activities because that means he's technically a different rank than us. And so that means he's not like us. He's different. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a sure sign. This guy is going down. Bourgeoisie control the government. The government. We need to take him down. Take him down. Take, 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 take him down. Bourgeoisie control the control the government. So what, Liz, have you read any of this guy's book? Who? Nygaard. Peter Nygaard? Yeah. No. He did that My Life. I don't know, Felix all into the My Life. No. <laughs> one through six. <laughs> my struggle. My struggle. Oh, My Life. Peter but, of Nygaard. Yeah, Peter of Nygaard. <laughs> yeah, I don't like these author types. <laughs> That's not who he is, You Brace. know, I've only been reading women for the past six years. <laughs> That's your pledge. Yeah, I got Plath. Uh, the other chick, um... What female authors can you name? No, I know plenty, I know plenty of women authors. Alright, so... Okay, okay, okay. Who the fuck is this guy? Peter Nygaard. Yeah. Well, he is rich. I know, but like, he's been in one fucking movie, and he was just in the last part of it, too. I understand this guy made so much money from being in Uncut Gems. No... (laughs) That's it doesn't not, make sense. That's not him. Okay, 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 okay. Back to the show. Who are we talking about? Peter Nygaard. Peter Nygaard. Peter Nightgaard. So, explosive story in the failing New York Times mm-hmm. um, that lawyers representing more than 10 women mm-hmm. have filed lawsuits claiming that he raped girls as young as age 14 on his private island yes and this is by the way not well first of all who the fuck is peter nygaard he is a he is a motherfucker who he's canadian he's from helinski originally but he lives in canada or well i guess lived in canada i guess he lives in the fucking bahamas now uh who runs a woman's clothing store i don't know here's the thing guys i pretty much buy all my clothing from upscale men's retailers uh where i see our producer looked at me there uh like victoria's secret and Bed Bath and Beyond. So, Liz, what is what is this? What is this guy's store? I mean, it's basically like bad club clothes. Which club? Nygaard. Like, oh, the club. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I think he got famous on jeggings. So, for our younger listeners, what is a jegging? I mean, <laughs> I just assume they don't make them anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they still make them. It's basically like. Um, a lycra stretch blend, maybe with a little bit of cotton. For our male listeners, what is lycra? <laughs> okay, so imagine a legging, but it looks like denim. Okay, for our other male listeners, what are leggings? Are those stockings? <laughs> so, yeah, it was like a trend a while ago, maybe like 10 years ago, uh-huh. for girls to wear extremely tight Jeans, but to the point where they're actually just leggings and not, they're not even really cotton or denim anymore. No, so they're like extremely stretchy jeggings. The you know it's a leggings plus jeans. Okay, jeggings. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't they call them leans? That actually sounds better <laughs> and has more of like a slim quality, about it, right? Leans. Anyway, so Peter Nygaard is the owner of this uh, retail company called Nygaard. Mm-hmm. Now I got international. Yeah, I I mean it's like uh it's not really that big in America. No, I think they mainly sell them in looks like that island made of trash in the Pacific <laughs> and in various uh places where they test uh uh depleted uranium munitions. Um uh, yeah, no, and this guy is is he's an eccentric. Yeah, he's uh you know, if you've never seen a photo of him Look it up. Yeah. I'm Google sure we'll image. have one accompany the episode. <laughs> right well, now, he's uh, just 
like a smack of tan on him. Oh, yeah. Just at all, you know. He's living the Bahamas lifestyle. Bahamian. Bahamian lifestyle. Well, he dated. So I was I was researching this this little cretin. So Peter Nightguard was born in... <laughs> Nightguard. You, ha, Nightguard. He was born in Helsinki. Helsinki in 1941. Now, I'll tell you a couple other things that were going on in 1941. Well, of course, there was the siege of Leningrad by not just Nazi Germany, but also Finland. And they were doing the Holocaust to my people. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got some connection to that. Not up to me to say. I'm not a time traveler, nor am I able to uh, tell the past via magic. But... <laughs> But I do think it's very suspicious that he moved to Canada with his family. You know who else moved to Canada? Pretty much every member of the OUN, the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, the Stepan Bandera Association, who, by the way, by the way, I forget who it is, but that fucking one lady in Canadian government, her grandfather, by the way, made a fucking pro-Nazi newspaper in Ukraine during the 1940s. So, the connection, I don't know, but think it's weird. Who's to say? Who's to say? Canada, a lot of Nazi war criminals went there. America, yeah, at least, true. we were like, hey, no, stay in Germany. We'll put you all in the government there. But <laughs> Canada, they were like, you know what? We need some more people. Please come join our government. Okay, okay, okay. So, back to Nygaard. Yeah. So, the focus of the story isn't so much his business, which is quite boring and, and distasteful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the estate that he builds in the Bahamas. Yes. Nygaard K. Yeah. I, mm, K's. I know. I don't that's know a what thing. they are. It's a thing. It's like an island, right? Um, yeah. So it's this huge island that he uh-huh. built himself. I think it was, he started in like the late 80s. Uh-huh. Um, palatial estate. Yeah. He has a Mayan. I tell you what, folks, look up. Go to www.youtube.com. Look up Nygaard K and watch, that's C-A-Y, not just the letter, and watch videos of this guy's estate. It is fucking, there's also, watch any Nygaard video you can find because they are, you find some weird shit. He's weird. He's a giant Mayan temple built there. What is with these guys in islands and temples? I don't know, but not only, he, okay, he would, like Epstein, throw massive parties, famously massive parties, on his island, where he'd have lots of young girls present, who many of them have said that it was uh, quite inappropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, perhaps some other allegations. Yeah, well, he called them pamper parties. First of all, let me be clear, I know a girl who's been to his house when she was a teenager. Really? Yeah, but not for one of these parties. It was for, like, something nearby, but I think it was Nygaard's daughter was with them, mm. and they went to go use the bathroom. Or I think, actually, no, it was a party maybe at the house, but it wasn't one of these pamper parties. But, uh, yeah, I know a girl who has been to his house, and she says it's the most fucking insane thing in the world. She was not involved in these pamper parties or anything. Um, but, yeah, it is uh, – it's, it's, it's not just that he would hold the parties, though. No. He had some kind of strange predilections. Well, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. He referred to girls as toilets – Mm. and use them as such. Ugh, I don't even want to get into that or touch that. Yeah. I will say, though, it's even, you know, Jessica Alba was quoted by mm-hmm. saying that she, like, went to this yeah. house during, like, some press tour yeah. for a movie and said that there were just 14-year-old girls. Just, like, walking around? Just walking around or dancing on the many poles that he Jesus. had installed. Yeah, in his, he did have a lot of stripper poles installed. A lot of stripper poles, a lot of that kind of situation, so... There's a lot of, like, echoes of Epstein with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, first of all, we got the island. We got the fucking, you know, billionaire. We got the, you know, just sex-obsessed personality here. yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. So I guess what he would do is he would send his staff out around the Bahamas to essentially like talk uh, young girls into coming to his house in exchange for money and going to these giant parties. Yeah. This is a quote um, from the New York Times piece that really uh, stuck with me. 
One time he was like, I don't know where you find these girls from, but there's pretty girls in the ghetto as well, recalled Freddie Barr, Mr. Nygaard's personal assistant in the early 2000s. You need to find pretty girls in need. Jesus Christ. So that is a lot like Epstein, too. Yeah. And this is like, yeah, this is becoming like, or not becoming, but this is just a major theme when we talk about these, this kind of exploitation um, and abuse, that there is a conscious effort by these men and the organizations that they had and however they kind of go about doing what they do to prey not just on young women, but young women that are already in precarious situations. Yeah. And that it's much easier <laughs> mm-hmm. to, you know, take advantage of, exploit, abuse, you know, all the way through up, you know, kidnap, kidnap, rape mm-hmm. women that are, you know, impoverished. Exactly. Because A, no one's going to fucking believe them if they say anything because they'll just think, I mean, oh, they're just trying to get money out of Epstein and I got or something like this. Uh, but B, they're much more willing to be like, yeah, I'll take $300. Yeah. Than like somebody who doesn't, who has money. Yes. You know, or who has everything provided for them. Um, and these guys are very, I mean, look, they're explicitly aware of that, right? Yeah. I mean, this guy, like the, the sort of obscene wealth this guy had, he had something he called a human fish tank where he would essentially glass walls, water, and he had topless young girls in mermaid bottoms swimming around in it. It's like this, I don't know, it's just crazy to me because like I couldn't imagine being like a human being and requesting that or seeing, it's just like, I think that's evil. Yeah. I think too, it's like very strange, it's like not even... I don't know. I was thinking about this and we'll see if I want to cut this or not, but um, it's like not even a level of decadence that is like, like hedonistic. No, hedonistic is just like a foursome. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's like, it's like literally just about rape and abuse. It's not some sort of like, you know, decadent like yeah. libidinal lifestyle yeah yeah Do you know what yeah. i'm saying no i know exactly it's this is this not isn't like, like some aristocratic like part like i mean it is but it also isn't like there's something really depraved about it that doesn't kind of like cross over into well it sort of boggles the like, mind like so like the fish tank in particular really stood, stood out to me because it's like I, I, I can't really imagine a situation which a human like looks at that as like turned on or something or like why you would want to like just be like I, I, you know what I mean? It mm. seems like it's something about more than... I, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, rape is about power and all this stuff. But, like, this is, like, a level beyond that. This is just, like... It's, it's like, the cruelty which excites them. Right? Mm. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is. But, like, yeah. it's something it's something beyond that. It's, like... I mean, there's that whole thing where it's, like, you reach a certain amount of money, you basically just become like this but like right right it's 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 like you don't i think you just like don't think of people as people like everything you know how like i can't remember what it is but there's like people say like well sociopaths like or a lot of people who exhibit those sort of tendencies like think they're the only real person in the world right it's like that's the sort of same thing you reach a certain amount of money and like you sort of think that like the world exists and all the people in the world exist to serve and to pleasure you. Right. And people just become objects to collect exactly. and dispose of. Because it's like, I, the, I, it's, it's, I don't know, again, I don't know why it is, but like telling someone, like a, a, a teenager to take off their clothes, put on a fucking mermaid bottom and swim around in a fish tank. Like that doesn't, that, that's like, I guess, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm talking about, where it's, like, not even sexual at this point. Exactly, because, like, what are you, looking at that and getting a boner? No, it's, like, be, I mean, yeah. maybe he was, but it's beyond no, that. No, but it's, yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. And, yeah, I can't, maybe that's it. Like, I, I, I was having trouble with this, because I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And a lot of the Epstein stuff feels the same way. Yeah. There's, like, maybe it's the transactional nature of all of it. Well, it's, like, Epstein's whole thing of, like, if you look at his, you know, there's, like, video footage of his Palm Beach place and, like, just, like, how the walls were covered in pictures of girls. Yeah. Like, covered. And it's, like, it seems, it's it almost reminds me more of, like, a people, you know, like, a hunter's lodge where they have, like, the heads on the, on the walls and stuff Ugh. like that. You like know? a moose or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We can bleep out moose right there. No. <laughs> I know you get sensitive. No, uh, no. 
but uh yeah it's it's it seems like more like that i mean you know there's that whole <laughs> there's that whole cliche of like hunting humans on an island mm. where like this is kind of like more similar to that than just like being a sex freak yeah it's yeah. like yeah there's like something it, it just it feels like dead like like dead in the eyes or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems like it seems like more than depraved. It seems sadistic, right? Yeah. It's I don't know. I have a hard time believing that there's no dead girls involved with either of these people. Yeah, I know. I definitely agree with that. I guess I just mean that there's something that feels like like it like it it isn't there. It's not even like a passion for yeah. something anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like a yeah. compulsion, or it's reached a point of like not being about sex, not being about eroticism. Maybe it's yeah. that that it feels like completely not erotic, well, and is turned into something totally different. I mean, remember, and I know this is gonna make you cringe, but the toilet stuff, was, him yeah. referring to girls as toilets, and him using them as all kinds of toilets. That to me, that like that cinches it. Like this person doesn't like. He like it's it's beyond sex, you know. Yeah, I know people are sexually excited by that stuff for some reason sometimes, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. No. Um, and you know, I think it's just like it's like a it's like a horse that breaks its leg. You know, like this guy is is uh, is he's gone too far, and probably should be treated in the same way as a horse that breaks its leg. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. A horse. You know what I'm saying? A horse that breaks its leg. Stop. Yeah. You, you know. Like. You know oh. What I'm saying? You mean like? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what you wanted me well, to do. <laughs> uh, so well, the weird thing is too, but like the, something else that's like, like this stuff didn't get didn't get found out basically because of uh, like a one of his employees or something being like, hey, this guy's raping no, kids. No, actually, a little callback to what happened with Miss Ghislaine, Ms. Ghislaine Maxwell uh-huh. in Old Manchester by the Sea. This has come back to haunt him because of a old property dispute. Yes. <laughs> All politics are local, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his neighbor, a guy named Louis Bacon... That's Who, a name. Yeah. Well, he's 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 uh, or Louis Bacon, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's I think he's fr- he's a, he's a close cousin to Jacques Pig. No. <laughs> Uh, Louis Bacon is a hedge fund manager whose property is is next to Nygaard's. Yeah, and uh, they seem to have had a little dispute there. Yeah, what was it that he something to do with like the seafloor or that he was like coming up against his property, something like that? So I guess Bacon wanted to bury the bones of children somewhere no. on Nygaard's property, <laughs> and Nygaard was like, "Those are technically my bones now." No. That's not what happened. Yeah, no, it's it's something. I don't know. You know what? It's some fucking property dispute, and I don't even give a shit what it is. I didn't even write it in the notes. Uh, but Bacon ended up. They've sued and countersued each other. I think they spent both, like all told, tens of millions of dollars suing each other. It sounds like yeah. six districts. It sounds like just at this point, it's like not even about anything anymore, other than like beating the other person. Yeah, which is which, also like, psychotic. I mean, no, not always. Remember the Rand Paul incident? That guy seemed very <laughs> level-headed. <laughs> that was very funny. Whined about that for like two years. <laughs> he didn't have anything else to talk about. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, he's like, you know how you guys like my dad? Why didn't you like me? <laughs> Uh, maybe it's because your dad used the N-word. Maybe it's because your face is fucking stupid looking. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, by the way, using the N-word is a bad thing. Just saying. Ron Paul, suck my dick. Uh, yeah, so he uh, he hires... like they, They've unsuccessfully sued and countersued each other a bunch of different times. Uh, eventually, Bacon hires private investigators and lawyers and finds a bunch of these girls and offers them money to go on the record as sue... Yes, uh, Nygaard, and to to me it seems without a shadow of the doubt Nygaard is allegedly guilty, right? Mm-hmm. But this payment is definitely going to muddy things in court. Yeah, well, I also think it's like you know, I, I, you know, I'll say this: Nygaard and Bacon together, like their combined wealth is larger than 
the entire, like, Bahamian government. Yeah. So, to me, it's like, I, I don't think, from everything that I've read and everything I've looked at with what's going on with Nygaard's property and his little parties and whatever, it's like, this is a very sick man who's clearly abused, like, thousands of women. Yep. Allegedly. But also, it's like, this is another example of, like, Bacon. It's like another fucking man going up to precarious young women and using yes, them exactly. for their, his own ends. To settle a fucking property dispute. Yes. And it's just like, I, I just can't, I just can't take it. Well, some of the, some of the women even in, 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 in these articles about this were just like, I, you know, I don't want to take this guy's money. Like, I don't want, like, it's, 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 I mean, he's essentially asking them to prostitute. Exactly. For his fucking property dispute. I mean, it is, it, it's absurd. Oh my like, God. It tries, it just drives, it drives me fucking crazy. It's, it's insane. I mean, it's like, it's, how is this, like, how do either of these people, it's cool, it's cool that Bacon is really presented as like the good guy in a lot of these stories yeah. too. When it's like, no, he's a fucking hedge fund manager. Yeah. You know, he may not have, may not have molested thousands of young girls allegedly, but you know, certainly he's friends with a lot of people who have, uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It makes me sick. Yeah, both of them. I mean, yeah. Like you said, the New York Times tries to present him as like a good guy. And it's like, no, like every one of you is just continuing to abuse young women over and over and over again. Like you said, for fucking property dispute. It's fucking disgusting and in case you you thought maybe the authorities in the bahamas would do something about this no uh peter nygaard is very close with them and has in fact uh allegedly been paying off the police there to just not respond to uh to any calls about what's going on in his house that reminds me a lot of maria farmer's story about being on les wexner's mansion where she called the police and they were like we work for mr wexner yeah this is uh in the lawsuit, it says that Nygaard paid Bahamian police officers to quash reports. Shared women, shared women, I just hate that sent that statement, shared women with local politicians and groomed victims to recruit, quote, fresh meat. That is also very familiar with the Epstein thing. Yeah. I mean, that was like his MO, is he would, he would get women to, he would groom them, or to girls, and get them to recruit other people from their high schools, etc., All right, I have to close my laptop. I feel fucking sick. Okay, well, he can suck my fucking dick. The government, we need to take him down. Take him down. Take take, take him down. 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 Bourgeoisie control the government. The government. We need to take him down. Take him down. Take take him down. Bourgeoisie control control the government. The government. We need to take him down. Take him down. So rounding up our updates for this week. You like that one, Liz? Oh, that was cute. Right? Liz just winked at me with both her eyes. Oh, she's still winking. That's not. She no. seems to be breathing softly now, too, and snore. Oh, she's no. asleep. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Uh, yeah, so rounding out our updates of the week, uh, I we, we have we have stumbled upon a little exclusive. I don't, I don't want to give too, away too much identifying information here because I don't want to... Uh, I mean, I kind of do want to ruin this guy's life, but I'm not going to ruin this guy's life. Yeah, I'm giving Brace the stink eye here. Yeah, Liz was very against me. I, I had a much larger presentation planned, <laughs> but Liz talked me out of it, and she's probably correct. I just, you know, I'm playing playing a little good cop right if now. If you remember from a previous episode, who, which, I mean, don't, I don't remember. We've done like 40-something episodes. I don't fucking which know is which one so, it was. So, can we just say, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we should have done twice as many. No! Liz is lazy <laughs> as shit. Not- Okay, that's not true. Mm, yes, it's not. I lied. That's to not you. true. Don't say that. I'm winking. Uh, I'm winking flirtily to you, listener. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, you remember Alex Shirasi? He was a uh, a Clinton appointee, mm. or excuse me, a political appointee to the Clinton State Department Bureau of Near Eastern Affairs. Yes. Thanks to our uh, thanks to our um, informant. The Baroness Mila Kunis. Yes, the Baroness Mila Kunis. Shout out. By she the way. is uh, not. Well, he is not the only uh, 
nephew of Ghislaine, mm. who was a uh, a member of the Obama White House team. Well, we should say also grandson uh-huh. to the late, great, and I mean that in terms of mass, mm-hmm. Robert Maxwell. Yes. No, no, there was another nephew who, by the way, I will, I will, I'll refer to him as John here, which is not his name, but. But could uh, be his name. Could be his name. A very common name. Why not James? J- no, you think James is hot. <laughs> okay, what about the name Forrest? Yeah, I got a fr- I got two friends named Forrest. That's no, true. I do it. know Forrest. This is Forrest. Or, you, what about. No. Oh. Cut that, please. <laughs> It was, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, what are we naming him? We're Calvin. Naming him Calvin. Yeah, this is Calvin Hitler. No, that's <laughs> no. too far. No, this is Calvin. Uh, Schopenhauer. Calvin. Uh, Calvin Ciano. Calvin Ciano. Count Calvin Ciano. Uh, you know, it's the Duce's uh, yeah, I got son-in-law. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Calvin Ciano is uh, the daughter of, uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me, the son of one of Ghislaine's, uh, Ghislaine's many siblings, who shall That's also true. be unnamed here. Yes. Uh, I mean, you, well, I could name all the siblings, but I'm not telling you which one it is. Exactly. Uh, he appears to have worked for a quite a variety of places that would be of interest to uh, to our listeners, but we shan't tell you. One of them, though, was working for Obama in Iowa. That would be Barack Hussein Obama. Yes, the the one and only, the former president of Iraq. Uh, yeah, oh, no, oh, no, sorry, you fucked me up there. No, the president of America. Uh, yeah, he worked for, for, for BHO in, in Iowa and then worked in uh, the White House in yes. two different capacities. But that's not what we're here to tell you. And that, by the way, that did not overlap with his uh, with his cousin. What's it? What are two nephews called? Cousins. cousins? Yeah, with his yeah. cousin. Uh, but but it is very interesting. They they basically one they started there one year apart. Um, I will say he's he's moved on to greener pastures though, because as you know, Barack Obama was the most inspiring presidential candidate in history. <laughs> but there's a new person who's exactly the same as him, except better. Yes, and younger. Uh-huh. Brighter. Uh-huh. And fought against Al-Qaeda instead of being a member of Al-Qaeda. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about... Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Pete. hmm The one and only... Friend of the podcast. Mr. McKenzie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So, oh, so you might be like, damn, fucking Obama was sick. He inspired me. I loved working for him for several years. And they're like, but I wish there was like, Bernie Sanders is Jewish. I don't like him. Uh, and all the other ones who, I can't remember their names. So Pete Buttigieg is my guy. Yes. Then you might be thinking exactly like Count Chiano. <laughs> so to sum it up, Ghislaine's nephew uh-huh. works for Mayor Pete. Well, I, yeah. He's at the very least volunteering as of recently as last week for Mayor Pete. <laughs> and replying to him on Twitter and being like, thank you. He's also a militant atheist. Um, is that a thing? Yeah, well, not. I don't know if he's militant, but he's like into being an atheist. Mm. He's not, like new atheism. I don't know. I don't really know the difference between new atheism. Or, new atheism is just an angrier atheism, right? Yeah, I just associate it with like those, you know. I'm mid-period atheism. <laughs> My atheism is from like the 1890s, where I like I think me discovering that God doesn't exist is like a huge revelation. <laughs> but I kind of you just screaming around that you killed God. I'm just like God is dead. <laughs> And everyone's like, Brace, are you fucking kidding? That's crazy. I'm like, I didn't kill him. He just never existed. And people are like, what? What a crazy framing you just used. Uh, but most Jews don't believe in God anyways. So, yeah. I, I just think that, that, that finally the Epstein Nexus has found its candidate. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and thus, unfortunately, Truanon is forced to make an endorsement in this race. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to endorse the Rat King, aren't we? What? No, dude. We're endorsing Klobuchar. Oh. <laughs> in the, she's fighting with Pete right now. we got to back our girl up. She's well, a wild woman. She, uh, yeah, I know. I would love to see her languishing in a cell. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 Liz, I had a blast. <laughs> oh, thanks, Brace. I'm happy you did. You know, it's been so... I haven't seen you in like two weeks. That's not true. Yeah, well, I just was... I was you on, came over the other day. I know, but I was on Xanax. So I don't really remember. No, you weren't. Yeah, it was on Xanax. Z- z- off them bars, yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
I we're going. We're, our shows are sold out, so there's no point in us even. No, we shouldn't even mention even that. that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if you didn't, if, you know, you can go in a couple years when we come back. <laughs> Maybe never. Maybe I'll see you in heaven. No. <laughs> in a, a couple years. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll die, not me. <laughs> but they'll be able to look down. On okay. Me. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is. I had such a blast today. Uh, my name is uh fuck liz you go first again uh i'm liz fuck i wasn't ready for it my name is uh uh markov markov my name is julius martov uh and we are joined by producer young chomsky and liz we will see you next time (laughs) bye-bye